All right, so I'd like to welcome everyone to the video cast, and um, I want to introduce you to Dr. Sandy Nuez, who I've known for a long time. We've worked together in um, multiple businesses, and the reason that we're bringing her online is because there are a lot of um, emotional and um, difficult issues that people are facing as they work in this virtualized environment with an unsurety about what business is going to be like afterwards. And I think she can give some color to the topic of resilience and how that plays in. So say hi, Sandy, so everybody knows who you are. Hi, nice to see you all out there. Yeah, so in full disclosure, Sandy and I have worked in a lot of other companies, not only um, um, from a business perspective, but we've also um, have a very strong connection with each other on the therapeutic side. Um, Convey has a sister company called Interact Lifeline that helps people dealing with, the, um, with addiction and other coexisting mental health issues stay connected to treatment longer. And Sandy's one of our board advisors in that particular um, business. So Sandy, why don't you give us a little bit more about your background in psychology and who you've worked with and um, just kind of walk people through um, your history. Um, currently, I'm a psychologist in private practice and I do um, individual and group psychotherapy. I do neurofeedback and I do comprehensive psychological assessments um, in my office and the face-to-face -face component of that. I also do training and development for different organizations, often within therapeutic, but not entirely um, around trauma and stress resilience. And I also do staff training for staff at therapeutic programs around a variety of different clinical issues. I also have a research background and a program evaluation background. So I incorporate some of that also into the work that I do. And then I also work in addiction programming. So today we're gonna to deal with the topic of resilience and that's the topic of your presentation at the upcoming cloud conventions. And I think everybody has a little bit of a different idea of what resilience means. So can you give us a really good working definition of what does it mean to be resilient? Yeah, I mean, I think the kind of, you know, general accepted view of resilience is that resilience means the ability to bounce back in the face of adversity. But I think there's a really big underlying piece that's really important to that, which is really about the capacity to keep your problem solving um, abilities in the game, even under stress. So the ability to make decisions and the ability to problem solve effectively and also the ability to bounce back after stress. But from the perspective of organizational development, I think it's that piece about the ability to problem solve and continue to make good decisions even when stressed. So to kind of the capacity to keep yourself in the game, right? So to bounce back after stress, but also to stay engaged and to stay effective. Well, it's interesting because I talked to a number of people in our industry around the country, and I find that they're having an incredibly difficult time doing exactly what you said, keeping their head in the game. Why do you think it's so difficult in times like we're experiencing today with the COVID crisis to keep your head in the game? Well, I mean, this is an inherently really threatening event, right? I mean, even if you're dealing with it really well and, and you know, everybody that you love is healthy and you're continuing to work, I mean, we are bombarded with messages from the media about what is a very real situation. People are sick, people are dying, and there's a tremendous amount of unknown. 
Um, not to mention, and that's inherently terrifying at times and certainly stressful under the best of conditions and people's structures in their lives and the practices that they use to keep themselves regulated, to keep themselves kind of in the rails and to manage their own stress response in life are also taken away at the same time. So we've got sort of a perfect storm in which everything that everybody uses to keep themselves regulated and to manage their stress is gone at the same time as we have a brand new and undeniably extremely stressful and at times terrifying event happening worldwide. And so we have this whole entire thing that's happening um, where people can't not be stressed out about this, can't not be on some level traumatized by this. And our entire way our brain and our nervous system is set up is that when we're really stressed out and we're facing a threat, our thinking brain, which lives up here, which is executive functioning, focus, concentration, short-term memory, decision-making practices, um, measured thinking ability goes offline so that we can react really quickly to a threat. So is in looking at that body-mind connection where your brain is going offline because it feels threatened, um, explain a little bit more about what happens in the body when the brain goes offline. Why is that, what, how does that trigger, you know, um, that fear or flight response? Right. So when, so when a threatening event occurs, um, our nervous system goes into a state of activation. And what that means is that your heart starts to beat fast, your breath, you start to breathe more quickly, your muscles tense up, you're ready to either run right? A run away from a threat or fight a threat, or you go into a freeze mode, which is kind of a shutdown dissociated mode. Um, and when that happens, our nervous system is activated to respond to the threat. Okay. And then this part of that, this part again, which is required for good, effective um, work habits and the ability to weed out distractions and to stay focused on what we're doing and to make decisions and to engage with others, that part goes offline because that part moves more slowly. Right? When we're activated into this fight flight mode, our whole entire nervous system is set up for reactivity, not focused decision-making and putting the pieces together and problem, effective problem solving. And all of that is what's needed in an organization right now to get us through this. So our body is activated into fight flight, our thinking brain is offline, and then we go into this cycle where we begin to perceive the world as a much more threatening place than it might actually be. So we're in that state of activation and then it shifts and distorts our perceptions. So we see the world as more threatening, which keeps us into that state. All of that is happening in real time as somebody's trying to work from their home office, maybe with kids at home, maybe filter out the news um, and trying to work in a situation in which not only is their work situation unfamiliar, but they also don't have the structures in their life that help them manage that stress response and get them back online. So, you know, I would bet that if I talk to a number of people out there, they, their um, standard response would be, I'm doing great. Business is moving along, I'm doing great. So what are the signs that a business person needs to look for when their resilience um, has gone low, they've gone offline, and they may just not recognize that that's happening? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the first thing that you might want to look at is just level of disorganization. 
Okay. So we might have somebody who's already a little bit disorganized and now they're trying to work under these situations and things get really chaotic. Um, you might look at a person who is normally really organized and now they're moderately chaotic. So looking at the level of chaos and that might change kind of week in and week, week out or day in and day, day out. And I think that's really important for people to look at because organizing your thoughts and organizing your work habits and organizing your environment all lives in executive functioning. And when that goes offline, anybody's kind of weaknesses in that area are going to get magnified. And the problem then is that then the person feels bad about it, or they want to hide that, or they just attribute it to the environment, right? And they don't attribute it to the fact that they're super stressed and that their thinking brain is offline. And so that's really important, I think, for leaders and organizations to know, because people could really benefit from some support around that and a recognition of the fact that if you're working with somebody who has been pretty consistently good and suddenly they're really scattered and disorganized, that it might be that their stress response or the lack of resilience. Another thing you could look at is a high level of reactivity. So that might be interpersonal reactivity, that might be um, within members of the team, that might be personal reactivity um, with loved ones or we, with children, just a really high level of, of reactivity um, so emotional responses may be more argumentative, more irritable, but just that kind of reactive response. On the other side of that, it might be when somebody's just really shut down and more isolated and having a more difficult time um, engaging with others. Because those are sort of some of the hallmarks um, that sense that reactivity and then scattered and disorganized, disorganized. And the third might just be this sense of overwhelm. So you might have somebody on your team or somebody that you work with who just can't, is overwhelmed by tasks that you know that they're really capable of or things that you know that they're really good at doing and that they should be able to do. And now this suddenly is starting to seem like an insurmountable obstacle. And what's happening in those cases is that people's nervous systems are really revved up and really activated. And essentially they're putting that internal state onto the task. So the overwhelm feels as though it's about the task, but really it's about the sense of overwhelm that's just coming from the environment and they're putting it on the task and then that's making the task really difficult to accomplish. Well, I can give you two examples from my own situation where in trying to manage all the details with cloud conventions, one of our staff members missed a few details and which they normally would have attended to, which was different from you know, what they normally do. And I would attribute that to their environment's different. It's not as organized and a sense of being overwhelmed. And my response was to be incredibly infuriated. You know, normally those kind of things, I would just say, okay, let's do better. Let's move on. But I didn't do that. I was like ripped into the person um, on the conference call. So um, I, I appreciate and understand that that's exactly right. So um, if you feel overwhelmed that you're losing your ability to be resilient that you're um that you're disorganized um, um you you're either closed up or you're exploding on people what give us two or three just quick strategies that we can do to get back to the point where we can sustain an attitude that's productive that we can get things done that we feel more hopeful i mean the first thing is that people our nervous systems are hardwired to find safety through connection. So 
the first thing that we can do is try to connect with others. And that may or may not be mean co colleagues or coworkers. It might mean that. And that's really, I think, is really an important thing for people in leadership to understand that at a basic level, if we can connect, we can feel more safe and that can help calm the stress response, get our thinking brain back online. But sometimes when we're too stressed out or too overwhelmed, that's not possible, that finding those connections become really difficult. At that point, it becomes really going back to the basics. We need to be able to connect to the body and calm the body in order to calm the mind. So at a very basic level, that might mean exercise. This is a time in which if you can't go to the gym, do something, get out, get out and exercise, move your body and be able to think about connecting to your body at that time. And even better, if you can do it outside in nature, get outside 20 to 30 minutes a day, most days that can't not help you. Make sure that you're meeting your basic needs, sleeping and eating on a regular schedule. Like say you're all wrapped up in your computer and all the things you might forget to eat lunch. Well, that's inherently gonna take your nervous system offline. So connecting to the body in healthful ways, again, some of these basic self-care practices, but recognizing how important that is for our brain to maximize its decision-making and problem-solving potential. And then one more thing is just anything at all that you can do to ground yourself. It's really important to develop the capacity to recognize when you're grounded versus ungrounded. And I call that being in your resilient zone or out of your resilient zone. So developing the capacity to recognize when you're grounded versus not, and then to develop some tools and skills to ground yourself, such as taking three deep breaths or with something called square breathing, which is where you count your breaths in pause and out, right? Again, maybe just feeling your feet, feeling your sit bones in a chair, anything at all that you can do to really connect to your body and then feel the shift back into your resilient zone is really critical in order to be able to get yourself back online. And to also just finally to recognize that we're all in this together. Everybody's going through it. Like that's the beauty and the terrifying and the amazingness of this whole experience is that we're all in this together. And so knowing that you're not the only person who's going through that is really important and reminding yourself of that is critical. So what I'm pulling out from the conversation is that, you know, the drop in resilience, the ability to be able to be resilient is an expected outcome of uh, a, a time that is very uncertain for all of us. Um, there's a biological reason that, um, that um, you will struggle harder in periods of stress. It kicks off a, a fear or, or fight response and that there are certain signs that you need to be looking for to know that yes, and you know, uh, either my teammate or myself, we're reacting in ways that we normally wouldn't. And then strategies that we can use to get ourselves back and on track, back in line um, through simple things, um, breathing, exercise, being outside, sleeping enough, and doing the things um, that you need to do. So without giving away all the things that are gonna be um, coming up at cloud conventions, I want you to, um, to come back. Um, Sandy Newis is gonna give you a lot more information about um, the signs of, um, and science of resilience, 
how to prepare yourself, how to work with your team to make sure they're on track, and just some practical ways to get through um, the crisis that we find and then what's coming next. So um, say goodbye. And uh, we'll, we'll join everyone at Cloud Conventions coming up on May 11th through the 14th. Thank you so much for your preview, and we look forward to the whole session. Thank you, Carolyn. I appreciate the opportunity.